Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, just Styles today, taking you up to 2 p.m. And we are joined by our Sacktown Sports Niners insider, Emil Fergoso, for 30 minutes today. Two segments. Emil wow. is nice enough to hang with us. Emil, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Styles. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Now, you do a lot of great work for the station. You write pieces. You're working on one right now about what Trent Williams had to say. And we'll talk about that yeah. in the next segment, mm-hmm. right? We want to kind of talk about the game here. But is it tough? You know, it's got to be a – and it's the same thing on the air as well, but it's got to be a happy medium between a little bit of drama, which the Niners had, oh yeah, and also winning. I feel like that's the perfect storm. Because the beginning of this – we're getting closer to how it was at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. where the Niners are just rolling. Right, so oh, yeah. I mean, how 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 many different ways can you write the Niners are just better than everybody else and everybody that they're playing and the yeah. Niners? I, I don't know how much different that game is. That game is yesterday if Geno does play because we saw them play with Geno and the Niners destroyed them. You want my honest opinion? If Geno played, sure, they would have been wouldn't scored many points. Geno was that bad. Like yeah. I watched his warmups. I got there right after he was wrapping up, and he could barely move. Yeah. It was a smart move to play Drew Locke because if Gino like was in the pocket, he would have gotten killed. It, it well, and Gino takes what did he take six sacks on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Something absurd like he got that. Crushed. He always takes sacks. It always feels like Gino stays in the pocket for a little too long. And if you're a Seahawks fan, before we get into the Niners, you never want to see an injury. But no. I would say this is a little bit of a good situation for the Sea. You don't yeah. the Seahawks aren't winning the Super Bowl this season. No, right? So. Okay, Gino, get healthy, you know. Seriously, get yeah. healthy. But at the same time, let's see what we have with Drew Locke. These ne- uh, another game, I don't think he looked bad, but let's also take this time to figure out what we're doing as an organization at the quarterback position. Exactly, yeah. And they're really at a crossroads this season with mm-hmm. Gino because his contract, while it was expensive when they signed him in the offseason, there is an out in his deal, I believe, either after this season or next season to get out of that three-year deal. So they're kind of at a crossroads of what we want to do, and I do think they're going to want to write it with Gino another year possibly because I do like what he's brought in just a veteran leadership this this team. Mm-hmm. But it's very clear that there's limitations to it too with Seattle. So I think they need to need, need to stick with Gino for a little bit and then kind of in the background find their next guy. You know, I'm sitting here, and if you are going to have Geno for another year, because mm-hmm. they, they do have a young team, so you can yes. kind of afford to do that. Yes. You're thinking you try to trade up and and get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or or somebody, a Penix, I think yeah. his name has come up because J- he's Jaden Daniels well. is, is, is looking really good right now. I, I know Raider fans want Jaden Daniels as well, but do you get one of those guys? Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going with this. The evil empire, you speak. Flip things on its head. Yeah. And I'm always going to find a way to bring it up. Oh, you got to. Would you give Trey Lance a look? <laughs> you already had one reclamation project that worked with Gino. Yeah, I just, I don't think they want to do two in a row. No, I don't, I don't think, I think Pete Carroll might, might lose a, more, a couple more years off of doing that one. Yeah. I, I think he's, he's okay with the Gino Smith reclamation project and the Drew Locke reclamation project. Cause at least those guys are competent pocket. But passes. you're also, but you're still bringing in a, again, this yes. is how the this is this is the cycle. Yeah, this is a, an assumption. I would you're not the the Cardinals would never trade somebody in the division, but Kyler Murray I don't think is going to be a Cardinal next season. I don't I, know where he I, goes. I, I agree. I don't know where he goes, and I don't think that the Cardinals would send him to the Seahawks. But 
as much as yes, I'm I would definitely go with anybody in the draft over Trey Lance. But this is what we just did a couple years ago with that draft class, and they all stunk. Yeah. Besides Trevor Lawrence, so yeah. the idea that we're gonna get one of these guys and we're gonna be good. If you're Pete, if that's your argument against Trey, I would argue you got to go out and get somebody. You know. I said a Jimmy G-esque guy that's somebody that actually is good. Kirk Cousins is calling. I'm just saying. After an Achilles, though? Zay would take a chance. Because Kirk's not about mobility. It's about accuracy with the throwing. And he was very, very good before that Achilles injury, obviously. Well, now you sound like Clay Thompson post-injury. And he was supposed to be normal, too. But that has a lot more movement. Clay, Clay was known for his off-ball movement and, sh- and shooting that I'm way, and while saying. the shot has fallen off a little bit, Kirk was having a very, very good season. We forget that the Vikings diced up the Niners mm-hmm. on, on Monday Night Football, and that was one of Kirk's best yeah, games of the season, and, th- and then he tore his Achilles. So he still has the ability to throw, and it, would be a ch- and it wouldn't be a long-term deal. I gotta see deal. it first. I, I know, I get it. Or, I get it. Or, or, here we go. Okay. The Jets. Oh, boy. Aaron Rodgers. Hey, we want to move forward. Is it a, what, a last hurrah with Aaron, maybe? Send him over to Seattle. That would be just so heartbreaking for Niner fans. And at the same time, I don't even know if Aaron would like that. Because Probably while not. Aaron has disdain for the Niners organization for passing on him, he still grew up in Chico, still grew up no, a Niner fan. No, that's not why Aaron wouldn't. Aaron would say no because Aaron wants to be in New York. He, he does want to be in. It's very clear he wants to be in New York. Yeah. And I think Aaron wants to stay there. And who knows how it's going to work out. When it comes to Kyler, though, mm-hmm. why not to the Raiders? I've been, oh, I've said that. I've been throwing this that. out. Oh, I've said that. Yeah. I've, yeah. I would, Kyler to the Raiders, I think could happen. That's Showtime Vegas all mm-hmm. written all over. Mark Davis would get all over that thing. Yep. And they are, again, back in purgatory to where mm-hmm. I, I know that Jaden Daniels mentioned Antonio Pierce during his Heisman speech and everybody's like, come to Vegas, come to Vegas. But I, I agree with you. If you are going with Jaden Daniels, yeah. you need to let Devontae Go. go on with his career. You, you really do. Yeah, they need a better. So that's what I would say. They're, the the Raiders are a are a win now built team. They mm. are built to win right now, except for the quarterback, yeah. and that's the biggest problem. Is that if they can just get a quarterback that's competent and can be consistent week in and week out, and I know Kyler isn't that either, mm-hmm. but at least he has potential to be a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. Right. That's kind of all they need because everything yes. else is set in stone. Yeah, their defense is probably the best defense that I've seen. Last decade? Oh, I've never seen the Raiders defense be this good, ever. Right? Ever. And it th- wasn't their problem yesterday. No. They they put up a three spot. But Aiden O'Connell, thank you for your service. Yes. It's just It's just not going to work out. And you know what? That's really confusing when it comes to preseason. Yes. Because we've seen guys ball out in the preseason, and it translates. Mm-hmm. We've seen guys ball out in the preseason, and it doesn't. Right? I mean, DTR for the Browns. He balled out. We thought, yeah. wow, he could be... He could be something for the Browns. Hasn't looked great. And another guy, MVP front runner now as of last night, Dak Prescott. That's how he got going. His start. He balled out in the preseason, and it did translate. So you really never know. I know Aiden O'Connell looked great in the preseason. Raider fans thought they had their own version of Brock Purdy. It turns out they do not. No. And Desmond Ritter as well balled up for the Falcons in the preseason. It has been very subpar since then. So preseason really isn't a true acronym of what a quarterback is going to be in the regular season because they're playing second and third stringers. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. Whereas Brock did... When Brock came back from his UCL injury, he did have a couple snaps in, in the in the final two mm-hmm. games, and he looked very very good. And you're like, well, is this going to translate over? And boy, oh howdy, has it translate over for Brock Purdy? So getting back to Brock and the Niners, I mean, what were your initial thoughts on this game? I think we all knew that the Niners were going to win. It was just a matter of when. Yeah. 
the Seahawks, I guess, surprised the Niners a little bit, running the football more, and Charbonnet got loose. And, you know, that the one scoring drive that every team seems to give up is normally early in the game, yeah. and people are freaking out thinking, oh, my goodness. And by the way, that was an answer, right, to Christian McCaffrey and what he did. So you already oh, were yeah. starting from a hole. What did you even take away from this game? The Seahawks are in desperation mode. They need to win very badly. That's four straight weeks of losses, I believe. They're 6-7 and seven on the season. They need to win, and it was really clear how desperate they were in that entire game by how gritty they were playing and how much they were playing to their strengths against their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we've talked about this in so many weeks. The Niners just levels better than kind of anyone in the NFL right now. There's their talent level, their overall preparation, the way they look at football, the way they look at each individual opponent. They're so farther ahead of the curb it's actually kind of laughable mm-hmm. to the point of I was actually giggling in the press box and McCaffrey broke the first play because yeah. I was like well it's gonna be one of those days and thankfully it wasn't just a blowout Seattle was competitive and had their moments but we also forget the Niners lost various Ward in the first series of the game which yeah. is their lockdown corner to go up against DK Metcalf and so I think the Niners defense played admirably yesterday despite losing Javon Hargrave and Tavarius Ward throughout that game. Do we have? I, I'm sure there's no update on three thirty. Three thirty. Kyle Shanahan update. There you go. So you. we'll get an update there. And he's been good. He's been really good. Charvarius Ward has been. And they. I don't know if the Seahawks were just unable to. They didn't really get DK the the ball after that happened. No. Right. Two catches for 52 yards. So it was that was, that was the it. That was that was mm-hmm. it for him. So yeah. So that was it for him with the Seahawks team that has a lot of weapons. Tyler Lockett. I like to call him a vampire. Feels like he's been the same Man. age and been in the league forever. Him and so, Doug Baldwin. Him and Doug Baldwin. I don't know what it is about the Seahawks, but they get receivers that yeah, just man. hang around and hang around and hang around. I want to ask you a question. Okay. Because we're not going to get into capology and whether the Niners can keep this guy. But isn't it a little, I would say, I would just say rewarding for Debo. Mm -hmm. Hasn't this been a, talk about reclamation project. I think Debo comes back. He admits that he was out of shape. He admits that he could have been better. And what he didn't say, and I'm not going to speak for him, I think that bringing McCaffrey in probably shook him a little bit. He finally got his money, right? He was a little bit loud and going to the clubs and removing his moving Niner stuff, and then all of a sudden, I think he got a, a little taste of reality here, to mm-hmm. be honest, and they said, hey, you better get with it or get lost because we can find guys, Debo. We like you a lot, and we think you are special, but yeah. now we got Christian McCaffrey, and I think Debo saw a shift in how the fans treated him, mm-hmm. right? I saw it too. Now, I thought that the fans had a little bit of a short memory when it comes to Debo. They did. But all these years later, Right, or this year later, Debo comes back shredded, ready to prove a point with a chip on his shoulder. And really, if you're the Niners, this is all you could ask for. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you your money when we feel like it. Then we're going to bring in somebody because iron sharpens iron. And now we're going to get the best version of you. But from a fan standpoint, I think it did feel... Like people thought, if I if we can't sign Ayuk and Debo, let Debo walk. Do you feel like that now? Because my guess is no. No, the guess is no. And frankly, Brandon Ayuk's emergence has really kind of sharpened Debo and mm-hmm. gotten him to be locked in as well. Because again, iron sharpens iron. He saw a competition with McCaffrey mm-hmm. and, and with Brandon, and it was like, I got to get back into shape. And that's why he was so critical last season after the fact, because he was like, that just wasn't my standard. It yeah. just wasn't what I'm used to doing. So I have to come in this season and be better. And since week 11, leading the NFL in receiving yards.
There you go. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, continuing to talk to Emil Fergoso, our Sacktown Sports 49ers insider, this is where things could get a little spicy because I don't think me and Emil are going to agree about this Brock Purdy take. When we get back, you don't want to miss it. Styles and Watkins, just Styles today, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. No Watkins today, just Styles taking you up to 2 p.m. We are joined for an encore segment, an extra segment with our guy, Emil Fergoso, Sacktown Sports 49ers insider. We're talking all things Niners. And I got something, you know, Emil, normally you come in here, we ask you questions, and you get out of here. Yeah. But with me being by my lonesome today, I decided that we're going to make this one know a little bit more of a conversation i like that. we'll go with that that's my style there you go so i i've i was thinking about this i started thinking about this yesterday after the niners game and continue to think about it this morning okay. and i want to get your take on this because brock purdy okay the, the plight of brock purdy let's let's mm-hmm. go there right the plight of brock purdy according yes. to niners fans yes. you have a guy who was drafted Last, last pick in the draft. Yes. Who comes in, right, to a team that has gone to a Super Bowl within the last couple years, multiple NFC championships within the last couple years, and they did it behind a quarterback who is now on the Raiders and got benched for Aiden O'Connell because he was hot garbage. The hottest of garbages, right? Trash. Trash. Complete trash. So you have that going on. And you have Brock Purdy, who still to this day has not played two full seasons. So within that time frame, Brock Purdy had to deal with having the best roster in the NFL. A lot of people would consider it the best roster in the NFL. It is. Offensively and defensively, those weapons and a top five coach in Kyle Shanahan, right? Mm-hmm. So the plight of Brock Purdy, if you let Niners fans tell it, <laughs> is that he is disrespected. People call him check down Charlie. People say he's being carried, right? And people like myself just wanted to see more, okay? So throughout this course, he does what he does in the first season, where I, at that point it could have been a Jeremy Lin-type run. Yeah. Goes to the playoffs, gets injured. This season, okay, let's see what he does this season. Starts balling out, and look what happens. He is top two with MVP odds, mm-hmm. okay? So my question is, who is disrespecting Brock Purdy? How can you be disrespected when you are number one and number two for MVP odds, right? It's like, to me, it almost feels like everybody likes to be the underdog. Yeah. And, and, and I do think that Brock Purdy, some people disrespect him. Yeah. But I also feel that what Niner fans are trying to get with Brock Purdy is unattainable. We literally have people that still think that Patrick Mahomes is a product of Andy Reid. It, it, it truly is, is still happening, right? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, who has two MVPs and two Super Bowls. Yeah. That came out last week. People said, Patrick Mahomes, what are you going to do without Tyreek Hill? He wins more, right? Yeah. Lamar Jackson has an MVP. I know he needs to do more in the playoffs. Ask Lamar Jackson about naysayers. Yeah. Ask Tom Brady about naysayers, okay? He had to go to Tampa. Is it Bill Belichick? So this idea that Brock Purdy has been so wildly disrespected when under two years he's gone from the last pick in the draft to top two in MVP odds is a little bit overstated and a little bit ridiculous to me. 
Who is disrespecting him? Where do we think Vegas is getting these odds? From NFL writers, Nick Wright doesn't have a vote. No. Colin Cowherd doesn't have a vote. Who cares? Who cares? I feel like Niners fans and content creators alike, it's just fun to them. Right mm-hmm. to to oh my goodness because okay Steven Ruiz and I'm and I and I did oh, this too yeah. I don't I don't know that he has a vote or not he I doesn't. would hope not he does not okay so who are you the plight of Brock Purdy is a little bit overstated to me if he was still fifth or sixth in MVP voting mm-hmm. I'd have a different conversation but he's one and two yeah what are we talking about now the mm-hmm. Niner fans are probably more at ease because he is one and two he's he's right he's right there not for according to social. Th- uh, Emil, the ball goes up in the air, and it's, I thought he was a yak guy. I thought he couldn't do it every I, time. I also did tweet that out yesterday. Where's, where's my Brock Perry check down people? I did tweet that Where, out yesterday. They're nowhere. There are there were still a few coming off of the Eagles game of, oh, well, Debo did all this. And, and yes, he does have the help around him, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the, the throws that Brock Purdy can make, and I've been talking about this since he tore his UCL mm-hmm. and came back from surgery, it's like he's gotten better. From surgery, it's like his arm has gotten better. It's like he's just. But we're just seeing him more, more, though. Everybody just, to me, people like me just wanted to see more. No, I, right? I, I get that. But hasn't he proven to you enough now that he is this guy? That yeah. he is a, a top five quarterback, and that's why he's number two in MVP odds. And, and we're not even mad at you now, Styles. We're mad at the other people. We're, we're, but we're who mad are those other people? The Nick Wright and the Stephen Ruiz. No, there's, no, that's two, there's a couple people. You know it's how this works, people. though. No, I know. But all I'm saying is. Is Brock Purdy actually di- still being disrespected? Or is it just that it's fun? The idea of him being disrespected is more fun. Niner fans, yeah. and 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 not to necessarily take it there, I do think that a bit of it is engagement farming, right? A Niner fan who puts together a compilation of Brock Purdy's throws, right, knows that Niner fans, a content creator, knows that Niner fans are going to eat it up. I yeah. do think that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Do I actually? It's just funny to me. How can you be disrespected when you are number one in MVP odds? That's just It's just hilarious to me. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. How can he be disrespected? But at the same time, he had been for the last how many weeks, and especially during that three game skid. But 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 how but how fast do we want this to happen? He hasn't even played two full seasons. No, I get it. It's now he has to finish the job. Sure, Kyle and I have to finish the job, and that's mm-hmm. what you got to think about now. Is yes, you got all your wins. Yes, mm-hmm. you're first in the NFC. You got that. Can you hold it? Mm-hmm. Can you win the Super Bowl Agreed. number six? Agreed. That, that's the only way you're going to shut up all the haters. Yes. Is winning new Super Bowl number six behind and Brock no, Purdy. But again, there will always be haters. Yeah, there right? always will be. Like, and, and, and I think I think fans, not just Niner fans, yeah. I think fans also do like that. Because mm-hmm. it's fun. But to, to believe that Brock Purdy is truly disrespected from a national standpoint at this point, I think is... I think it's just a little bit fun for Niners fans. I think that mm-hmm. I think to be fair, I think that to start this season, hey, you guys got to pay attention to this dude. You, if every time you turn on a Niners game mm-hmm. and the and the announcer is saying we got to start respecting every every game, it's we got to start respecting this guy. It was Greg Olson, and I hope Greg Olson won back some Niners fans because they were not happy they with Greg Olson him, after the Eagles at the Eagles. But even at the end of that game, he said he has a lot of weapons, but he's still blah 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 blah. They're saying it every game, so to me. Brock is getting the respect he deserves because if he wasn't, I think he would still be fifth or sixth or Christian McCaffrey would be higher than him in MVP Mm -hmm. odds because I don't think Vegas is coming up with this out of nowhere. I think they're taking the pulse on the NFL writers that are going to vote. 
I think now it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. There was there was doubt in previous weeks, even leading up to the Eagles week. There there was a report coming out the Eagles players saying he was the weakest link on the on the roster, and that kind of fueled him up and fired him. And that was coming from players; It wasn't even coming from right. the media. And and so maybe it's just a little bit of trash talk wanting mm-hmm. to get in their head and sure. stuff. But the the notion is still around that oh Brock Purdy has one kind of subpar game. Oh. Is it midnight for him? Is as the clock start, is, is Cinderella going to turn mm-hmm. back into a pumpkin? That's still kind of the notion around there, and yet all Brock has done and shown you is that he is this guy. He can go into hostile environments, take over the game. He can come back from behind. Two straight weeks do, doing that. Brock Purdy never falters. Always stays even keel. Never too high. Never too low. Even in celebration, he has his moment of fist pump, and then he's just the same guy. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes Brock Purdy so. I want to say like. Attracted to people, but like they're like, why is he so just regular? Why is he a regular dude? Yeah, he looks like he comes in in with a fifty dollar Cole, no, he looks Cole's like yeah when, outfit. When I was in when back when I was in the Bay working my tech job, yeah. there are there are fifteen Brock Purdy's walking around right now on Bart right now oh, as yeah. we speak. Nice little cut comb over, yeah. little fade, little action, super cuts. Right, he, he's literally Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. He turns into Superman when he goes in the field, though. And I kind of made it the comparison of like he's Tony Stark with the event. Mm-hmm. Like you want to compare the Niners to the Avengers. He's Tony Stark. He's Iron Man because he's just a regular genius. But when he goes on the football field, he puts on the suit and becomes Brock Purdy. Yeah, I think that we're at a point where we are at a stalemate yes. because as long as the Niners stay healthy, mm-hmm. I do believe they'll win. The, the, the Brock Purdy is probably the only quarterback right now because of that roster and yeah. because of how bad Jimmy Garoppolo has looked. Yeah, that could win the Super Bowl and it wouldn't change. If you were a hater, you're going to stay a hater. Right. But my, my whole thing is, and maybe I'm and I don't like to I don't like to police fandom, but maybe I am doing that a little bit because people aren't thinking about the MVP. It's just some dummy that's a Seahawks fan keeps saying he's checked down Charlie. So this one's for you. Right. Maybe yeah. that's all it is. And maybe I am looking at it too technically, right? And just saying, guys, he's clearly not being disrespected. Look at where he is. But Seahawk fan one two three four says he's checked down Charlie, so yeah. I'm going to roast him. Maybe I'm taking it. Maybe I'm taking it deeper than mm-hmm. other people are taking it because ultimately everybody is going to have haters. Every yeah. th- and, and and Brock could win a Super Bowl, and people will say that it's because of the roster, mm-hmm. right? We can't go back in time. Everybody says, well, those three games. I saw Joy Taylor talking about, well, those three games. But, yeah, Joy, but what did he do? He had them in position to win that Cleveland game, and Jake yeah. Moody missed the kick. So that's only two losses now. And if not for Jake Moody missing the kick, they are the standalone number one in exactly. the NFL. So I just don't think – I think that Niner fans, I think it's fun to them. Yeah. But I do think what they're hoping and looking for is unattainable. And if you were to tell me that somebody went from being the last pick in the draft to having the best odds to win – to win NFL MVP in less than two full seasons. Mm-hmm. And th- and then you would also say, yeah, but I think he's disrespected. I'd say you're out of your mind. And if, yeah. if, if, if I would say you're out of your mind. I would agree because this is just beyond the wildest of dreams that, Bro- that Kyle Shanahan, maybe even Brock Purdy had go- when he was drafted last mm-hmm. last overall in last season. And, you know, winning the starting job or the, 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 the backup, the third string job over Nate Sudfeld and then coming through all the injuries and leading that team despite not practicing with the starters until he came in with the Dolphins yeah. in, in week 13. This is a, the wildest of Cinderella stories. Mm-hmm. And yet Niner fans are clamoring that Cinderella story because right. it's talk about. It's clickbait. It's yeah. all this. Niner fans are some of the most dedicated fans in the NFL, but they also can be some of the most annoying at times. <laughs> they can be. I, 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 respect to you guys. You guys have had a lineage of great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. St- Steve Young, 
Joe Montana, Jeff Garcia, Colin Kaepernick, you know, all these really, really talented quarterbacks. And you've won a lot of Super Bowls. But to expect Brock Perry to be this guy right away where he's at is just unattainable. So maybe you are right, Alan. Maybe you are. It's not unatta- it's not attainable for what they're looking for. But what they do have is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL currently. Yeah. I, look, and they should be happy with that. They, they should are. be happy. They are, and I do think it's just fun, right? Because every time mm-hmm. he throws a ball, because people will never forget. And now what's going to happen is everybody would do the same thing with Tyrese Halliburton. Everybody knew Brock Purdy was going to be a guy, yeah. and everybody knew he wasn't just a check down Charlie. When in reality, nobody nobody did know. We saw mm-hmm. a flash last season. We want we saw the appetizer. We wanted the main course. We got it this year. People like me are saying Brock is a baller. Yeah, you can't. I can't deny it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Nick Wright gets paid to deny it. If Nick Wright says, guys, I'm sorry, Niner fans from all across the globe don't retweet his stuff, I think it's engagement farming, right? Because Nick, Nick Wright's a Chiefs fan. I yeah. don't think he believes what he's saying. No. Well, frankly, LaShawn McCoy had to backtrack. Mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy made a public apology and then actually was at the game yesterday oh, man. with Frank Gore. So he was taking in the action as well. So LaShawn McCoy has backtracked. I just yeah. want to say that. So there are pundits out there who that disrespected will. Purdy. Yeah. Back, but Nick Wright is so steadfast at being right. Stephen Reese, so steadfast. Why would they? That he puts Derek Carr over Brock Purdy. Which but why is, wouldn't they? Just, why wouldn't they? Because it's stupid. It's if, a wrong if take. We look at, if we look at the amount, if we look at the Ringer NFL and yeah. Stephen Ruiz and who is sharing those tweets, right? Yeah. The percentage of who's sharing those posts if you were to look breakdown by team, because he does every team, yes. Niner fans have to be sharing that thing at a clip way higher oh, yeah. than everybody else. Emil, this has been great. Before you go, I did want to make sure you get this question. This is from Scooter916 on the SAC chat. He wants to ask if you if you think the Jason Verrett signing is relative to the severity of the ward injury. Is it worse than originally thought? I'm trying to remember the timing on that. I so feel like I, Verrett I, was signed before. Verrett, so I have the details. Mm-hmm. Verrett was signed before Tavarius right. Ward got hurt yesterday. To uh, Jason Verrett was, was at the game in yeah. the tower suite watching as a fan. I confirm with Matt Mayoko. He is expected to sign to the practice squad. And it's going to be on the practice squad. It's not because of Tavarius Ward's injury. It's okay. more so for depth concerns because he are down a bunch of safeties. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Emil Fergoso, that was, that was good stuff, that was man. Good. That was great. That was good stuff. Thank you so much, our Sacktown Sports 49ers insider. We will talk to you again next Monday. Got to get to a break. When we get back, continue. I see the calls lighting up now. We will continue to talk Niners and begin to talk Kings as well. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Just Styles today as we had a spirited conversation with Emil Fergoso, our Sacktown Sports 49ers insider. And, you know, I think that's where I'm at with it. Right, I during the cross doing during one of the crossovers last week with Whitey Gleason, I was airing it out about about Niners fans and the Brock Purdy thing, and Whitey gave me a look confirming that I was okay. But I do think that I have molded this thing to understand more that this is just fans being fans. I, I don't personally think that you can be as big of an underdog as people... Not Sorry, underdog isn't the right term. Underrated, right? Or disrespected as Niner fans think he is. Meanwhile, he is top two in MVP voting and was number one going into this last week, but Dak beat the Eagles just like Brock did last week, right? In similar fashion, Niners blew them out more. But the fact remains, it's, it's hard to... if. 
it's hard to, I guess, take that point of view unless you really just want everybody in the world to feel the way that you feel about a player when that's simply not possible. And that's just not a thing. As we talk Niners, begin to talk Kings as well. As we get closer to Nets Suns, 916, or sorry, Nets Kings, 916-339-1140. Let's get to Mitch, who's been hanging on for a while, who wants to talk. I don't know if you want to talk Niners or Kings, Mitch. What you got for us? Merry Christmas, Alan. Thanks for taking my call. Merry Christmas. I'll talk both. First of all, uh, LeBron, he deserved it. He's one of the best players, and he's almost 39. And he went to his son's uh, debut. Hopefully it works out for him. Didn't miss, didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a game. All that boo-ha, all those uh, people making a big deal, the media, you know, just ate themselves talk, you know, like like me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would take Tucker. It won't cost much. He's, he wants to rebound, shoot. Clog on the mirror sometimes. You wonder if... Uh, if trial, Trey Lyles or McGee, Javel, Javel McGee, and even Harrison Barnes want to work. And with the MVP, the 49ers, they're running all cylinders. I agree with those guys uh, going down the, the totem pole there with the MVP. But uh, Debo and Ayuk, they might take the MVP from um, from Purdy. What do you think? And um, thanks for uh, letting me talk and all. No, thanks for the call, Mitch. Yeah, I think at this point in time, if we were going to see Christian McCaffrey scoot up, and I think I think Christian McCaffrey would have to take votes away from Brock Purdy, and I don't. The last one that I checked, I don't know how high Christian McCaffrey is, but I don't believe he's in the top five, so I don't think that we should have to worry about that. As far as what Mitch was talking about, as far as P.J. Tucker, P.J. Tucker was reported by Shams that P.J. is not happy with the Clippers. He's not getting very much playing time. So he and the team are discussing options, whether that be a changing role on this team or on that team or on a different team. So the question is, if you are the Kings, and would you, would you take him? Right? And again, I don't know if the, the Clippers would just give him away, right? But I think that if it was something extremely minimal – that you would have to, you would have to kick the tires on it. I think he would help. He would add some grit, add some defensive tenacity. But again, I don't even know if I'm giving up a second round pick. I don't know what I'm giving up for PJ Tucker. But it would be nice to just add him to the roster as we get through these calls. Nine one six three three nine one one four zero. Let's get out to Evan, who wants to be a part of the conversation, talking about Brock Purdy. What's up, Evan? You're on Sals and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Hey, Alan, what's goody? Um, happy holidays. Same to you. Um, Right on, right on. So what what I wanted to talk about really quickly is I agree that Brock Purdy is definitely an MVP candidate. The question I would have is I would say that there's four quarterbacks that could probably run any offense, regardless of the coach, the offensive coordinator, whatever, and that's, you know, Lamar Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. That's Joe Burrow, that's Patrick Mahomes, and that's Josh Allen. Now, I, the question I have is can you put Brock Purdy on the Jets? Can you put Brock Purdy in any other system and is he still the MVP candidate? Just want to hear your perspective on that. No, thanks for the call, Evan. And look, that is, that's when we take this to Marvel and the different universes and dimensions. And it's not that it's, a, it's, not that it's wrong, right? I mean, C.J. Stroud is in the running. What does Brock Purdy look like on the Texans? Is he turning Tank Dell into what Tank Dell currently looks like? I don't know. But the problem is we won't know in our minds – the answer is probably no. 
right? I mean, you you I would think that you put Brock Purdy on the Jets and he definitely looks better than Zach Wilson, right? But does he look like an MVP candidate like Evan asked? I have no clue. I'm still of the mindset that that answer is no. But that's to Evan's point as well. That doesn't mean that Brock shouldn't win the MVP because we can only operate in reality. We can only operate in reality. And the reality is Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look like this. I know he didn't really get to play with Christian McCaffrey. Jimmy Garoppolo looked a lot better, but he didn't look like this, right? Didn't have Christian McCaffrey the same way that that Brock does. But Christian McCaffrey, I mean, we'd have to break down how many passing yards is Brock, and I guess it's not fair because the threat of the run also helps Brock. But the Niners always ran the football. They were always top in rushing. So Jimmy Garoppolo also had that. So now you break down... Now you break down how many passes are specifically going to Christian McCaffrey. And I don't think that, I mean, his, look, you know, I play the prize picks or whatever. Christian McCaffrey's yards on receptions or receiving yards, they're never at 50 or 40 or anything like that. So it's, it's really confusing. It's a tough conversation to have. Josh Allen, I don't, can we put Josh Allen in that category still? I know he, he makes you, he makes you think about what could happen or what he could be. But I say it's Patrick Mahomes. And who else did Evan say? Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. And did he say Aaron Rodgers, I think? So no. who was it? It was Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. And it was either Aaron Rodgers or I'm someone go else. Find it. So I think I would agree with all of that. But at the same time, that's not how you can decide MVP. So again, it, it's value versus MVP. Brock Purdy could win the MVP, but do we think Brock Purdy is the most valuable player? I saw Emmanuel Acho last week, and he had he had Trent Williams in his top five for MVP candidates. He did not have Brock Purdy, but he had Trent Williams. Now, maybe he's doing the engagement farming thing again, but Trent Williams is ridiculous at his position. Running to the left seems to be a positive every time the Niners do it. So to answer Evan's question, I, I, it was Lamar. So it was Lamar Jackson. Thank you, Simone. It was Lamar. That was number four on the list as far as you could put him in any offense. And Lamar is enough, another tough one. I don't know if everybody would agree with that. I think he's balling this year, but they finally got him weapons. And Lamar's another guy who still deals with naysayers. And Lamar has an MVP. First, he dropped in the draft after he balled out at Louisville. Then he won an MVP. And how many people, if you ask them, if you ask your buddies, hey, would you take Lamar on your team? Out of the ones that would say, oh, any day, how many would say, you know, it's lazy. You know, the way, you know, him throwing the football and, Right. So it's just really hard to to break out of those. I don't want to use the word stereotype, but when you have an idea or when people have an idea about you, it's just really hard to break out of it. So Brock Purdy is just going to get in line with everybody else who's had to deal with things that have been said about them that may be true at one point, but are no longer true. Right. Brock Purdy can throw the football. He can spin it, as the kids say. But it won't matter. He could win MVP. It won't matter. There will always be naysayers. And Niner fans, honestly, that's good. That's good. Okay? Because that's what Brock is used to. I'm sure he likes it. He prefers it that way. Right? You don't want anybody, you know, giving you a silver spoon or handing you food on a silver spoon. That's not what Brock's used to. Brock is a six-foot, maybe, 
Has anyone ever sit next to Brock? He claims six foot. Maybe it's legit, right? Quarterback. He's got the the ten the ten yards split with Lamar Jackson, but he's not a burner. Okay, like I said, I see ten guys that look like Brock Purdy whenever I go to a to a to a spot in the financial district in San Francisco with a Patagonia jacket and a backpack. They all look like Brock. Okay, so Brock prefers it this way. Can you put him on the Texans? And are the Texans as good as they are with C.J. Stroud? I don't know. But luckily, you don't have to live. If you're a Niners fan, you don't have to live in that reality. And also, luckily, if you are a Niners fan, that's not how they vote for MVP. They can't. It would be unfair. Brock Purdy, I just saw something during this break. Brock Purdy, he has the highest passer rating, minimum 500 attempts in NFL history. The highest pass rating in NFL history, minimum 500 attempts. Brock Purdy, 113.8. Patrick Mahomes, 103.9. Aaron Rodgers, 103.6. The highest passer rating in NFL history. That's Brock Purdy. Would he have that on the Texans? I don't know, but it doesn't really matter because Brock Purdy is wearing the red and gold. He is a 49er. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, starting to turn the page to the Kings as they take on the Nets. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. It's just Styles today as Watkins is enjoying a much, much deserved day off. He will be back tomorrow. Just Allen and Simone rocking with you until 2 p.m. Talking a lot of Niners, a lot of Brock Purdy. A lot of people are calling him Brock Sturdy, Brock Steady. So many names. And, you know, when he first started balling out last season, I was doing a, a Niners postgame show. And we did so many. Party like a Brock star. What else is there? Classic. There is, oh, Riding Dirty with Purdy. I had that one as well. Simone, you've, I feel like you would be good at this exercise. Coming so. up with? Mm, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm like a little rusty. You know, I've been out for the last week. I'm just trying to get my bearings back here. Okay. I'll think about something, though. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you will. By the way, this is, you came back with some Busta Rhymes, right? Yes. And Busta actually dropped an album a couple, maybe a week or so ago. And what they do, right, these older artists now, yeah. Yeah. They, they're kind of going in the collab route. Right, or the collab mm-hmm, route sure. where I'm gonna drop an album, but I'm gonna have offset on it. I'm gonna have these younger guys, young thug, I'm gonna have these younger guys on them. So the younger audience, the younger generation will listen to my music. So I caught Busta Rhymes' newest album and it actually got some bangers on it, workout bangers for sure. So go check that out if you have liked Busta Rhymes and some of the newer guys. Uh, he's made sure to bring along Can as Can I well. just make a real quick point? Yes. <laughs> you talking about older rappers. Uh, I went to the Holiday Jam this uh, past okay. weekend. Yeah. Woof. There were Petey Pablo up there. Oh. I thought he was going to break something. Wow. It he was, was breaking it down. crazy. Yeah, he was like jumping down onto the concourse, getting back Who up. Else was I was there? like, uh, E-40. Of course. Unk, of course. Um, Luma D. Mm-hmm. There was... Uh, Mr. Fab was there. Of course. It was a good time. Good. Good time. Wow. Just piqued my interest talking about older rappers. Yes. <laughs> no, definitely. So shout out to older rappers, you know. Shout out to, you know, what's interesting is people will say, and if you have a younger brother or a sister or a sibling or a cousin or whatever, they'll make you feel old real quick, right? But I've always felt like there's certain careers 
and that you are allowed to just not grow up, yeah. right? If, yeah. if I'm like my little nephew will say that I'm washed up, but you're listening to Future talking about mm. doing younger things than me <laughs> and Future is like 40. But Future can do it because he's a rapper. Yeah, I went with Kyle Ledbetter, our lovely producer there here. You go. And there was a lot of songs that um, he knows now that are being sampled. And I was like, no, 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 oh, no this was a Baby this. Bash yeah, song back in no. the day, kid. He's like, wow, they're sampling <laughs> yeah. this, this this Sweetie song. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the like, worst. You got it. We got it all mixed up, but we, we'll get them right. Yeah, you got to. And speaking of the worst, Patrick Mahomes with maybe his... His, I mean, it sounds crazy. I mean, he's lost the Super Bowl, but one of the lowest, I think, yeah. situations of his career. So Kadarius Tony lines up offsides, and if you ever watched any level of football, you see the wide receiver check with the ref. So Kadarius Tony did not do that ridiculous play that would have won the ball game, where Patrick Mahomes throws the ball to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey laterals it almost across the field to Kadarius Tony, who runs it in and it gets called back because of an offensive offsides, which you don't typically see because the wide receiver normally checks in with the, with the referee and Kadarius Tony did not. And during when the game ends, you know, they shake hands. This is what Patrick Mahomes had to say to Josh Allen when they shook hands. So if you know how it looks, it's a big group, right? It's a big group of people and you're shaking hands and everything is is happening quickly, right? And Patrick Mahomes is saying this to Josh Allen as if, one, Josh Allen cares. Totally. And two, as if he can do something. And I got to be honest, Patrick Mahomes is getting destroyed for this. But in this moment, I told you that I am the ultimate complainer. I mean, I will, I will yelp about a restaurant. I will yelp about anything. No, you're anything. a yelper? I am a yelper. No. no. And I'm a complainer. And when I'm in the mood, I will complain <laughs> oh, to whoever no. is near me, even if it has, even if I know that person can't help me. And I think Patrick Mahomes was so blinded by anger and rage, right, for something that is his own team's fault. So the yes. referees, they came out and they gave a statement. They said, hey, number one, you check in with us and we'll tell you. Number two, we couldn't even see because your boy, Kadarius Tony, was too far off sides. So it wasn't even like they were nitpicking. They said they could not see the ball because of how far Tony was off sides. And not just Patrick Mahomes. Not just Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid said it was terrible too, which is incredible to me to not take. And I think that Patrick Mahomes normally does the good coach speak or player speak, and Andy Reid normally does the coach speak. I don't know if they hadn't seen it. People are saying, look, by the time Andy Reid got back and did his postgame presser, he definitely saw. So for them to come out and put this all on the refs, it just says to me, again, to bring this back to the Niners, this is the Niners' year, man. I mean, yeah. unless the unless Lamar Jackson and the Ravens really turn it on or the Bills use this to catapult up, the AFC is in shambles, okay? You have Patrick Mahomes throwing his helmet, and he's a <laughs> worst call ever. I'm trying to do a Kermit sound, but it's not coming out right now, and it's just rough. It's just rough, but I'm telling you, Simone, you know I like my reality TV. Yes, so, I do too. So I don't know about you, but 
me and Chris realize that we both still watch the challenge. The right? challenge, yes, right? I was here for that. So last week on the challenge, I won't say who for anybody who's still watching. <laughs> somebody got voted in. They got voted in to have to do the one-on-one battle, right? The arena. Yeah. This this season is called the arena. So they get voted in, and they're just asking anybody. They're just complaining to anybody that will listen. Who started the vote? <laughs> who voted for me? Who voted for me? And the people are saying, "Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sell out. Who voted for you?" And they're just talking to any. They're just complaining. You know, everyone's just playing scared. You said you're gonna play a real game. Mm-hmm. You're playing a scared game, and you're just complaining to anybody that'll listen. And that's what was Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes will probably issue an apology at some point today. Oh, he's and- gonna get a fine too, right? He's going to get a fine, I I, think. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, he said it to Josh Allen, and he said more in the press conference, yeah. maybe. Right? But they, they're so blinded by them thinking that they are right yeah. that I don't think they'll care. But now I believe – I would assume Patrick Mahomes probably has Josh Allen's number. He'll probably text Josh Allen and say, hey, man, that's my bad. You guys did your thing. But I, I'm sorry. As much as people are getting on Patrick Mahomes and it was a bad look – I have been in that situation where I am just so upset that I need to complain to anybody that'll listen, knowing that you cannot help me. I know you can't help, but I, I got to get this off my chest. And I and here's the other thing. And I feel like this in other sports, too. There were a couple of weeks ago, there was a weird scuffle between two basketball coach, college basketball coaches in the handshake thing. Mm-hmm. Baseball is the only sport off the top of my head where they do not shake hands at all. Yeah. At all. And even in college, we shook hands after the series was over, right? We didn't shake hands after every game. You shake hands with your own team. So I don't don't know if this is where a lot of people are taking it, but I'd even say, why are we still (laughs) shaking hands? We don't have to. I remember the whole thing with LeBron when he lost something and he didn't shake hands. Everybody said, what a bad role model. Why do you need to shake hands? Anyway, but I think it was a bad look for Patrick Mahomes, but it just gave me flashbacks, and I can't even give you a good example. Do you feel better after you complain to someone who can't help you? Do you feel better, legit? Not really. Not really. (laughs) Because then I just feel like I'm just embarrassing myself, and I do feel like that's probably how— I was going to also ask really quickly before we get out of here. Do people clap back at you when it is someone who can't help you and you've said your piece and then they've never had a little funny retort back? No, <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, it's like if you get passed up for a promotion or, sure. you know, you get some people get, un- unfortunately get laid off and you just need to complain. Yeah. Right. To anybody that'll listen. But <laughs> complaining to it's, it's different because that's like complaining to the person that got the promotion. Yes. Right. Yes, totally. You got picked over me. I mean, worst call I've ever heard. <laughs> worst decision, man. What is What are they supposed to say? Well, it benefited me. You could say congrats. Right. There you go. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, talking Kings and Nets. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.